Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast by the still water. It is our hope that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. The coastal hills and forests of California attract visitors and hikers all year round. But some come to these woods looking for something in particular. They venture into these forests looking for wild mushrooms. The goal is to find and collect the varieties of mushrooms that can rarely be found in the market or are often very expensive. Some of those that are highly prized have names like porcini, candy caps, or chanterelles. So, when the weather is right, the state parks and forests are flooded with people collecting the wild mushrooms to sell, while others collect them for their own cooking needs. However, in 2017, a disturbing trend was noticed by the doctors in hospitals in the San Francisco Bay Area. Over a dozen people, including one 18-month-old girl, was admitted to the area hospitals with severe symptoms of nausea, jaundice, and weakness. A few were so sick, they required liver transplants to survive. But what had caused this cluster of acute illnesses? One of the doctors involved realized he had seen this before. Twenty years before, he had seen two patients die after showing similar symptoms. It was soon discovered that those that had recently fallen ill had shared something in common with those that had died decades before. They had eaten wild mushrooms. After an investigation, it was discovered that the unusually wet weather in the area had induced a bloom of many varieties of mushroom, including one that goes by another name, the death cap mushroom. It is considered one of the most toxic organisms in the world. It looks and even tastes similar to some of the edible and highly sought-after varieties of mushroom, but kills many animals and people every year. It takes special knowledge, practice, and care to determine whether you have found a treasure or death in the forest. This idea of being able to tell the difference between something good and something harmful is what is called discernment. This is a skill that is important to tell the difference between plants, such as a harmless vine or poison ivy, or between a tasty mushroom or death. Discernment is an idea that is found in many Bible verses as well. But it is important to see these verses in context. Many feel that the Bible is full of just negative statements, but that could not be further from the truth. Let's look at one example. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Paul writes these words, from his place of confinement in Rome to his friends in the city of Philippi. They are worried about him and the fact that Paul is being held prisoner. But instead of Paul needing encouragement, he instead sends them words of comfort and encouragement. Instead of Paul being discouraged and resentful, he speaks to them of love. This is actually the pattern that is seen in much of the New Testament. While some think of the Bible story as harsh or cold, it is really about 
affection, caring, forgiveness, and love. Paul here speaks of holding the friends he left in Philippi in his heart. He directly says that he prays that their love may grow more and more. In this passage, he mentions two other things as well, knowledge and discernment. In simple terms, we could simply say that these are telling good from evil. But in reality, there is more to it than that. One approach is here. It is in three parts. That three-part test involves love, knowledge, and discernment. One of the most poisonous snakes found in North America is the coral snake. Its deadly venom is in the same category as some of the most feared snakes in the world, such as the cobra. But there are two things about the coral snake that prevent it from being a constant threat. First, the coral snake is very timid and is rarely seen. The second is it is so brightly colored with bright red, yellow, and black bands that it is easy to avoid. There is also another snake called a king snake that is often confused for the coral snake. The king snake as well has red, yellow, and black bands, but they are just in a different order. So how do you tell the difference? Knowledge would allow you to look closely and make the correct identification. However, a better approach might be don't risk picking up any snake that looks similar to that. Love can act as a similar gatekeeper. If an action or idea is not founded on love, it is not found of God, because God is love. That is not a slogan, but a quote from the first letter from the apostle named John. He told his readers that if someone says they love God but hate their brother, they are lying. In his mountain sermon, Jesus spoke of actions and attitudes that were based in selfishness, pride, and hate, and rejected all of them for his citizens. Love is one of the most important and common themes in the New Testament message. But that is not the only element in this mix. Paul speaks of his friends growing in knowledge and discernment. It might seem at first that these two things are the same, but they are not. The first, knowledge, is learning important information. The second, discernment, is about correctly applying that knowledge in a meaningful way. Here's where our story about the mushrooms comes into play. There is the knowledge that there are some mushrooms that people can eat, and the knowledge that some are poisonous. No one that ventured into the forests in Northern California that day would have denied that there are some mushrooms that should not be eaten. But how could they tell the difference? This is the idea of knowledge. There are pictures and training for people that can learn all about mushrooms. That information is very important and necessary. But there is another element, and that is discernment. While everyone knew some can be poisonous, someone did not correctly apply that knowledge. Someone confused the safe ones with the deadly ones. Because the knowledge did not get applied correctly, almost 20 people were poisoned. How do we keep from spreading spiritual poison? We need the three elements discussed here by Paul. First, we need love. Second, we need knowledge of the Word of God. And third, we need to develop the skill set to discern. A passage in Hebrews describes someone that, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. There is that word again, discernment. 
So Paul is saying that because he loves them and because they love each other, they need to know what is good and what is evil, because evil can be a deadly poison. But they also need to have the ability to apply the knowledge in a practical way. They need to be able to recognize that poison might be near and help keep each other safe. Related to this is the word deceived. This, in many ways, is the opposite of discernment. It is not recognizing the poisonous mushroom and hurting yourself and others. James uses this to say, But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. James speaks of those that are doers of the word, and the Hebrew writer speaks of having our senses trained to distinguish between good and evil. Discernment takes practice and work, work that is based in knowing the word of God. It is really sad to think about what James says here about someone deceiving themselves. Knowledge incorrectly applied can be followed with great conviction, yet still lead to disaster. Paul warns his friend Timothy to be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. The word diligent means on guard at all times. The 18-month-old girl that was poisoned by the death cap mushrooms required a liver transplant to survive. No one ever suggested the poisoning was anything but accidental. Yet the accidental damage could not be undone and required the transplant. We cannot drop our guard in the spiritual sense either, or we risk harm to ourselves or to others. So Paul wanted his friends to have all three, love, knowledge, and discernment. We cannot risk the spiritual poisoning to ourselves or others. Love, learn, and practice to tell the difference. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.